When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dog Who That Podcast. I'm Daniel Freese. That is David Neal. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page, like, share, comment, give your thoughts below, um, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. It's real important juicy stuff. Um, all right. So first wave of free agency is kind of over. It's been a week since uh obviously been a week since we recorded, a week since free agency started. Uh Dolphins are very, very active in the first couple of days. Past couple of days, things started to kind of die down. They have been making some moves most recently, uh agreeing the terms to bring back Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh they signed another outside linebacker, Malik Reed, who's with Vic Banjo over the weekend. So the Dolphins still making moves, but obviously the big wave, first wave of moves, I and mean, all the money has been spent for the most part. Um, and want to recap all of that, give our thoughts, and really get a sense of where this team is now. As we're about, what is it, March 21st, maybe about a month away from the draft. The Dolphins don't have any picks. Well, they have four picks, but they don't really have any picks. But nonetheless, they're going to be adding some players uh, through the draft. And then we start to get into, you know, rookie mini camp, OTAs, whatnot. And then we're a couple of months away from training camp. So uh, let's take a step back. Let's look at all the moves the Dolphins have made. Uh, they really, I mean, they actually have addressed every single side of the ball, offense, defense, and even special teams, bringing, a new, bringing in a new punter, Jake Bailey. Um, they also added uh, Braxton Barrios, who obviously played at UM, um, could be a new return specialist. You know, they needed some juice in the return game. Uh, he comes as maybe an offensive, new offensive uh, you know, weapon, uh, return specialist. On the offensive side of the ball, they've also added Mike White to be a potential backup, uh, tight end Eric Saubert, offensive, line Dan, offensive lineman Dan Feeney. I believe that's it on the offensive side. But on the defensive side, which I really want to touch on, is where I think they really made some strides. Um, obviously getting Jalen Ramsey uh, before free agency opened, but I'm sticking to the free agent signings. Um, bringing in linebacker David Long, uh, safety Deshaun Elliott. Um, they made a whole bunch of other moves in terms of re-signing, bringing back a lot of guys like Nick Needham uh, among them. Um, but I want to start there with, um, you know, what do we think is the the biggest move so far, the most impactful move outside of Jalen Ramsey? We, we know that that's their big major move in the offseason. Um, but, you know, taking in the signings, re-signings, um, I, I really look on that defense side of the ball um, where I did expect a lot of turnover. Like we said last week, um, you bring in Vic Fangio, you bring in a new defensive coordinator, you need guys to fit that. I think we even saw that um, you know, a couple of days ago when they signed Malik Reed. 
Um, he was an undrafted guy, kind of a guy that I wasn't on my radar, probably on a lot of people's radar. Um, but he had his best season under Vic Fangio. So you want to bring in guys who fit the system, who know the system. I think they've done just that. Um, I think that specifically with the signing of David Long, I think that I, I don't know if I want to say that that's their, their best signing or he's going to be like their their most important player because we know how impactful Jalen Ramsey is going to be in this defense. Um, but I you know, I go back to a couple of weeks ago before free agency started where when I said I'd love to see them get like a, a standout middle linebacker, somebody to really like be the captain of that defense. Um, we know Landon Roberts was that for so many for so many uh, seasons. He went off to Pittsburgh. Um, his skill set was a bit limited in terms of being an every down linebacker. He was really that thumper, that early down guy, that guy that was pretty good against the run. Um, but in this defense, uh, you know, they, they need somebody that can do it all. Um, Jerome Baker has his specific skill set, um, but I really like the addition of David Long because he, he really can do it all. He can run, he can cover, uh, he can blitz a little bit, he can play it on. I mean, he, he really can do it all. Um, you know, you can look at a you can look up a whole bunch of different stats that show how effective he is. You know, run defense, run run stuff rate, coverage, passer rating, all that. I mean, uh, he, he really can. And a lot of people are saying, well, like, why did why were the Dolphins able to get him for so cheap? I believe it was a two-year, $10 million, $11 million deal. The only question about him is health. And obviously, that's a, that's a big if. We've talked about that a lot with Tua, a lot with other guys on this roster. Um, but the one the one thing about him is just not being able to stay healthy. I mean, I don't believe he's played an entire season. Um, I think he's played started about 21 games uh, the past two seasons because of injuries. You know, whether I, – I think it was a hamstring that limited him. Uh, the final games and final five games of last year. Um, he's had a lot of soft tissue stuff, which you never want to hear when you're in Miami because we know uh, how that was with Devontae Parker kind of bothering him being in and out of the lineup. But nonetheless, if he's in the lineup, uh, it, you, you have a you have a top end middle linebacker. Um, and you look at all three phases of the defense, um, you got difference makers. Um, you know, no defensive line with Christian Wilkins, um, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Ogbo, and healthy um, outside linebacker Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, middle linebacker. I think we have two guys who can be who can be difference makers in, in their roles. I think Jerome Baker in a very defined role, whether it's blitzing, whether it's kind of running sideline to sideline. I think he can be very very effective. Obviously, we have talked a lot about David Long, and then we know how great the secondary is, um, or on paper it is, or how paper it should be. On paper, how good it should be with, you know, that duo of Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. You got Javon Harlan, who's really coming into his own. Um, and then we'll kind of see what happens with that second uh, safety spot, because I think that that's really that's, – that's one thing that's actually really interesting. And obviously, when we get down to, like, training camp, I'll really dive into that. But I just find that really interesting, um, because instead of – and what I've noticed in the first week of free, of free agency was that the safety market was very, very bare. I mean, there were not a lot of safeties that were getting paid a lot. I think Jesse Bates uh, went to the Falcons. I think he may have signed for like 16 mil. But outside of him, there weren't a lot of safeties that were getting paid. Uh, you know, there was a lot of smoke about, um, you know, Jordan Poyer coming from the Bills to Miami. He kind of flirted with that. He kind of talked about that. Ultimately, he ended up going back to Buffalo on a deal that like wasn't too crazy. Like, I, don't, I don't think it was anything that the Dolphins couldn't have paid. They just decided not to pay it. Um, but so the Dolphins, essentially, they they get a guy, Sean Elliott, who I know from my days back in Baltimore. Um, he was most, most recently with the Lions the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, he he kind of has that, that versatility where he can play deep. He has the athleticism to play deep. Um, you know, he he's really aggressive. He can come up and make some tackles. He's a big hitter. Um, so you kind of have like like a big group of guys who, whether it's Deshaun Elliott, Roman McKinley, who stepped in as an undrafted rookie, Brandon Jones coming off his uh his 
torn ACL. Um, you have like a whole bunch of guys who can, you know, fill that role of the second safety. Um, but I really do like what they did with David Long, getting somebody who is at the center of, of the defense, and he's going to be asked to do a lot. He has the capability to do a lot. Um, overall, I think that I'd probably give this first – I don't want to, like, kind of put a cap on free agency because there's still players out there that could be added and moves to be made. Um, but if I have to put, like, a grade for week one, this kind of first wave of free agency, I'll probably give it, like, an A-. minus. And the one thing that's, like, preventing it from being an A is maybe not addressing the offensive line in a way, in a manner that – uh, you know, it, it's complete. You know, we've talked about that a lot. Um, I, I'll say, like, it's clear, and again, what I kind of what I said came to fruition where I was like, I don't think, I think the Dolphins should target a starting right tackle or a starting left guard, but I don't think they will. And today, they haven't. I mean, I'm not really sure what else is out there in terms of, like, legitimate starting, uh, you know, offensive linemen. I mean, I think that at this point, you're kind of getting marginal, I'm already getting marginal, you know, increases in production I, i'm not really sure about that but i didn't expect them to um so i think the one thing that's kind of keeping it from being like an a plus smashing or success it's not addressing the offensive line but i didn't expect them to uh what are your thoughts on this first week of free agency and well, thoughts you? i mean well yeah i kind of said it all right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, yeah it's my fault um <laughs> didn't leave a brother a lot to say here um, <laughs> No, uh, no. It, it, David Long is probably the most important person that they've signed because you know you're not going to have a great defense if you don't have that solid middle linebacker. You don't have that if you don't have that you know that guy in the middle guiding everything and doing you know playing the role that pretty much every great defense has had you know, for the last, what, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 years since they began playing like a 4-3. Um, and no matter what incarnation of a 4-3 or 3-4 you play, you're still going to need that guy in the middle who can play run, pass, direct, um, you know, kind of your guy who can, uh, you know, he can be your, he can be your Stevie Wonder on Talking Book and, and Intervisions. He's going to play all, you know, he can sing and he's going to play all the instruments too. Uh, actually, music in my mind also. But, uh, you know, um, the offensive line, uh, if they don't, if they didn't see anything they don't like, you know, what I say, don't. Don't buy something you're not crazy about just because it's on sale. And especially if you're going to, you know, use it as the main, as a, you know, main course with the main course, you know, or when you're starting lineup, you know, uh, you know, figure something else out, but, you know, don't buy something just because it's on sale. And, yeah, the defense obviously it looks like they shorn up a lot of spots, and they've you know they've plunked a they filled in holes, um, and so it, I mean it looks about as good. I will call you know obviously, you know you get you get in this the you know 
winning the off season, um, you know, the Dolphins look like they've, you know, they've won the, you know, they've not for the, not for the first time, look like they've won the off season. Yeah. Um, and I would say it's an A if you were to give it a grade. You're going higher than me. I give it an A minus. You're going higher than me. Because, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I don't know that you can't. I, yeah, it would be nice to have them address the offensive line. But is that something that's, that was really available to them? Um, if it's not available to you and it doesn't make sense for you to do it with what's there, then don't do it. And yeah. say, figure something else out. So, you know, you can't penalize someone for sometimes, you know, you can't penalize someone for not for making a smart move that's not, you know. It's like when you, yeah, you know, you, it's sort of like, you know, how, how, you know, people in their late thirties, they say, "Oh, you know, why have they ever been married? Well, maybe they've been smart enough to not get married to, to that point. Maybe you know, maybe they've made good decisions. Maybe they shouldn't have been married to that point." <laughs> Same thinking, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe they're not ready yet. Now, you know, now they're ready. You know, maybe they they didn't make the bad decision that somebody else made. You know, um, so. And, uh, you know, it's the old saw in sports. Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make. Sometimes the best signings you make are the ones you don't. That's true. So, That's true. Um, again, uh, so yeah, it's a tentative, of course, the tentative A. And it's, you know, it's this is all speculation of monopoly money until, you know, people get out there and start hitting each other on a Sunday. But, um, yeah, you, You'd like to think that, you know, you know, the most recent signing, you know, putting him on the, you know, putting him opposite Bradley Chubb in Big Fangio's defense. Okay, you're going to get the production you got out of him before, um, and maybe, and hopefully also you're going to get a little more out of Bradley Chubb than you got after the trade deadline. That's yeah. you got to you got to hope that. Yeah. Um, got to stay healthy too. You got yeah, healthy. obviously, obviously health is, you know, uh, so, and that's, and that's a, you know, <laughs> that's not a light concern with the Dolphins because they've had, you know, some of their players that, some of their key players have injury issues. And so, you know, it looks, yeah. you know, looks, looks great. I, I like what they've done so far. I'm interested to see even though they don't have many draft picks, I'm interested to see what they do with those draft picks. I'm interested to see, I'm even, even interested to see what they do in undrafted free agency. Um, there's always one or two of those guys that, you know, pop yeah. up roster. They had that, they had that last and, year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe surprise, you know, and, you know, maybe surprise you, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's where your, you know, your next right tackle comes from. Who knows? Um, so, you know, it's, you know, fine enough job for where we are. And so now even forward and you, know, you try to make the most of what, you know, not even a handful of the picks, you know. Yeah, I think they got four. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I say, so, there's but, right, so, right uh, about where they had last year after they traded from Tyreek Gill. So yeah. It'll, it'll be it'll be no. a light weekend for me and I'm not I'm not complaining at all. I was gonna say light, light weekend only they're only gonna skip you one meal at the Dolphins facility. Maybe Yeah, some snacks last year there. No, no, last year they gave me some snacks. So you know, I'll I'll eat some brownies. No, 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 no. They gave no, they gave me some meals, some snacks, my bad. Maybe not short change. Oh, I was gonna say, man. Nah, 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 nah. 
first class, first class dining, you know, we had we had some nice meals. We had uh some some sweets to to take us through the entire weekend. You know, we're working hard, hardly working. Uh yeah. So uh like yeah, like like I said, four picks, not gonna be a ton of action, but you know, there's gonna be moves and some decisions to be made. Um you know, up until next next month's draft. Uh, one last thing before we take a break on the offensive line. Um, I, again, I, I think that Chris Beard definitely foreshadowed some of the moves that they made. He's, he's not only spoke highly of uh, you know, the current guys, some of the young guys that they have, named Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, but also some of the veterans that they that they had, and they did bring some of them back. You know, they signed Kendall Lamb, who played like one half of the Patriots game before he got hurt. Jerron Christian, who's a younger guy, but who they who they got late in the year. And then obviously the, the one outside move is, is Dan Feeney, who um the, the contract details came out. I mean, it's a one year, three million dollar deal. So he, he kind of projects as like a maybe like a backup center guard, but I mean, I guess I wouldn't discount him potentially, you know, pushing for that left guard spot. It's, it's you know, it's it's not an expensive deal, but it's not one of those kind of just pick pick you got pick you off the street type of vet vet minimum deals. So we'll see what happens, uh, you know, once they really start practicing. But uh, all right, we're gonna take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, uh, we're gonna put the Dolphins offense and the Dolphins defense, the, the new revamped versions of these units after free agency. Uh and we're gonna talk about which unit we expect more out of in 2023. Uh, we're gonna take a short break. Stay locked with us. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. So in the first half, uh, we're breaking down our thoughts on the first week of free agency. Obviously, second, third waves coming. I might got to add... Uh, the Dolphins, as a lot of you know, again, $13.6 million, but not till June 1st as a result of releasing Brian Jones because of the cap designation, the release designation. They're getting $13.6 million, so that's not going to be available, but that's not going to be available to June 1st. So there's potential for, you know, some additional moves to be made, you know, later on uh, in the offseason before training camp opens. We know they got Melvin Ingram a couple weeks before training camp. So, uh, you know, there's still moves to be made. But as of now, the Dolphins have kind of passed this first wave of free agency. Uh, and I want to, you know, start the second half with with taking a, a look at both units because uh, we, have, we have had some kind of utterances and mentions of super team. I don't, I don't think this is that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But this is definitely this is definitely a very talented team. I'm not saying it's a super team, but some people have kind of been thrown out there. I mean, they. Well, I'll say this: they have they they have been. Slow down. <laughs> but I'll say this: the Dolphins have definitely been acquiring star talent. You know, we got Jalen Ramsey, Tyree Kill, Bradley Chubb, Kevin Armstead. We got some budding kind of stars and uh, Jalen Waddle and Javon Holland and some other guys, but. 
the point is, this is a very talented group. But I was curious, like, which group are we expecting more of? Do we expect uh, to, to be better? I mean, in 2022, this was a, a very, very, very good, I mean, a great offense. I mean, there's no way to share. It was a great offense when Tua was under center. Um, their top three in points, uh, excuse me, yards per play, um, 11 in points, obviously, because Tua missed games. Um, on the defense side of the ball, they struggled, as we all know, which kind of led, led to this overhaul. Um, bottom 10 in points allowed. Um, I believe 14th in yards per play. Um, but again, there's been an influx of uh, talent on the defensive side. Jalen Ramsey, uh, David Long, we talked about some others. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, as we said, there's a lot of continuity, but there are having a couple of departures, especially on the side of the ball. Mike Isecki, who um, was, you know, off is often used, though, or seldom used uh, in his one year with Mike McDaniel, seldom used. Um, he's headed to the Patriots. Uh, so they're still going to see Mike Kiseki and McGritty in the AFC East. Uh, but it's going to be with their division rival. Trent Sherfield, who was kind of uh, more of an anonymous uh, roster addition this time last year, but he ended up being their number three wide receiver. Um, really good blocker for them. Kind of a trusted pass catcher with Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill recovered. He's going on to the Bills. Everyone's linking up with the Ops. I don't know what's going on. We got a lot of linking up with the Ops this offseason. Uh, but nonetheless, some changes on the offensive side of the ball. Um, what unit are you expecting more from? I mean, is it the offense, the defense? And I'm going to say, I'm going to say with the caveat that Tua is healthy because I know that's a, that's a big caveat. <laughs> with the caveat that Tua is healthy, which unit are you expecting in, in the, more from? In the, in the games where Tua is healthy, if you take the sliders off, no injuries on there. Uh, well, what well, unit? No, no, no. no. <laughs> let's, let's let's deal in this reality. Let's deal in this world, um, on this earth. You know. You know, um, on this earth, Tua hasn't played 17 games. So I get to say it this way. When he is healthy, I expect more from the offense because they have shown what they can be. And they've, I mean, they've shown what they are when he is healthy. Um. You know, when he's not healthy, well, you know, they they haven't been terrible. Well, that Jets, yeah, that, that Jets th- those two Jets games were pretty brutal. Yeah, um, the offense was pretty, pretty bad. That, those yeah. are hard. Those are hard. Those were easy to delete off the DVR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I expect more from the offense. The, the defense, it, again, looks good. Looks like you got a lot of pieces there that now it's. You know, are they all gonna fit together the right the way we think they should? And um, football, as much as you know, as much as any other sport uh, game, team game is a team game, and it's not, you know, it's not an all star game. <laughs> you know, um, but but one thing I one thing I'll say is that I don't think that they've had any like major major departures that have been like like really derail the, the unit in kind of year two of the scheme with McDaniel. But I'll say um, I think there's something to be said for teams having more film, being a little better prepared. I'm not saying this is like a, like a wildcat. It's not like a gimmicky offense. But I think there's something to be said for like, okay, now we've seen teams are, are going into another season where they've had like a year's worth of, of film. 
on, you know, the key players, the scheme, what they like to do. And I, I think that we'll even hear this from McDaniel in, in the coming weeks. And so especially when, you know, spring workouts start, but like they have to evolve. The offense has to evolve. You know, obviously they're obviously they're gonna be based in, you know, what they want to do, but they have to evolve if they want to improve. I mean, I don't know how much more improvement you can be from third and points per uh, yards per play and whatnot. Um, but, they, but they have to evolve. Do you think that they've done enough to be able to evolve but in different well, types of ways? Well they well, they have to they have to evolve, but and that's on McDaniel. That's on your coach. On how on how they because the players are who they are. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And their their talents are what they are. And you know, you chose to bring them back. Okay, fine. You know what you want your identity to be and what you, you know, you want your base self to be. But now, you know. What other masks can you put on when you need to put those masks on to, you know, be somebody, be somebody else or be a little bit of somebody else when you need to. And that's, that's on McDaniel. And uh, this is going to be an interesting off season as much for, really for him. And this season is going to be very interesting for him. You know, okay. Yeah. They get, yeah, they got a year a film on you, some things that worked, some things that didn't, some games where you, you know, like the San Diego game where you did get, didn't get anything going or, you know, the two Jets games. Um, well, because you, you playing backups, but uh, you really didn't get anything going even by backup standards. And so, you know, how do you evolve? How do you prepare for, okay, we want to do this. You're going to do this. So now we get, so now if you do this, then we're going to, have, we're going to do this and keep you honest or keep you in the defense. We want you in so we can do what we like to do. And how can we continue to dictate to you as, as an offense? That's on Mike McDaniel. And um, I you know, I hope he's got some answers. Um, you know, that's that's why you're there. That's why you're giving this. That's shot. true, but but I will say one thing. I'll say is I look at maybe the one deficiency in the offense last year, and that was the running game. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too much in the weeds of it, but I think that you know the 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 raw production was maybe lacking because they they just didn't run the ball. I but I also wonder, like, why didn't they run the ball as much? Like, was it because they didn't feel confident in it because they felt better about passing more? Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about whether the Dolphins should target, like, a big name running back. And, you know, it seems like they were. They did kind of make some calls on Dalvin Cook and maybe some others. But they pretty much ran it back with the entire running back. They signed all four running backs who they had last year. Um, so you signed all three running backs. And Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert were very productive, like, yards per carry average by the end of the season um but you sign all four running backs back and you don't make significant upgrades to the offensive line what proof is there to show that you know what reason is there to believe that this running game is going to be marginally better than it was last year that's what, the one thing that i think what's that what's that tell you that the front office was thinking the problem was the offensive line but well the the, the, the offensive line or may, maybe hey Hey Mike, you, you, you kind of fell in love with 
he kind of fell in love with the pass a little bit. I mean, the pass was pretty good, so you're good, but you have to know how to shift gears. You have to know how to shift gears. Yeah. The best coaches know how to shift gears. And, you know, yeah, it's tempting to, you know, this design almost every play to sheet. Gee, how can we get the ball to Tyreek or Jalen in an open space? But, you know, there's only, you know, what happens if you can only do that a couple times a game? And what happens when that's not what you need? What you need is to pound the rock a little bit and give your defense a rest. You know, what you need is to run, you know, run some clock and run a good four minute drill and get out of here and go home with a win. You know, there, I think there are times, and I, I think this happens. I see, you know, I think this happens. This isn't just a McDade thing, but I think this happens throughout the NFL, except for your dedicated, real dedicated running teams, you know, Philadelphia, Baltimore. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it might not be too many others, but it, it, they just, it, you get into this kind of tunnel, yeah, tunnel vision. Yeah, tunnel vision. Of, okay, what, what are we going to do? How, how, like, and, and look, you. I just, you know, it just reminds me of, you see it at, you see it happen and you're sitting there as, as you know, as an observer going, how, how, you know, and, and you, and it happens to coaches in big games. It happens to coaches in big games. It's why the Falcons don't have a Super Bowl ring. They don't have a Super Bowl trophy. It was because they, they, it was like they all of a sudden forgot, hey, you know, if you run the ball a little bit, that clock's going to move faster. And they can't move the ball in big chunks down the field. They already, they're already down timeout. So, you know, maybe you ought to do that. And it's nice to have Julio Jones over there, but, you know, you know run the ball a little bit, you know. Yeah. Third and one, don't go back in the shotgun and, you know, have Devontae Freeman, you know, throw a lookout block on somebody. You know, I, but you get I, coaches, I think in today's NFL, just kind of get, they kind of forget, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. We we can do this. Yeah. And we can stay with it. And maybe we should stay with it. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it, takes more patience than some coaches have and uh particularly young coaches uh, i'd say young coaches but you know i think old coaches can get just as impatient sometimes coaches personality yeah. um so i i think that they're kind of there's an identification that yeah you know maybe the guys we have can do the job. We just need to try to let them, you know, give them the chance to do the job more often and don't get freaked out when, okay, you ran of all this, you, you know, just general running play gets one or two yards and now you're in second and eight. Okay. Well, this isn't Canadian football. You know, you still got two more downs, you know, you, you can, you know, you can try it a couple more times. Go crazy. You know, run the ball on third and four. I mean, everybody's setting up to setting up their you know setting up a pass defense. You're going to tell me you can't every every now and then rip off a you know 
not even just a draw play. Heck, you know, sometimes a basic off tackle play when they're just not, you know, when everybody's getting ready to, you know, pass rush or trap play. I mean, something like that. I, I just, I, th- I think that, and I, and I like the way their running backs run. So I, I just think they need to give them, you know, more chances to do that. And I think it'll make, you know, your dangerous guys on the outside all the more effective when you can do that. And it'll also give your defense a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a, you know, breather when they you get into these games where, you know, you know, somebody drives the ball down the field on you for, you know, 70, 80 yards, and then, you know, you go one pass first down, one pass incomplete, you know, short run with their, their you know, you, you go four, not three and out, you go four and out, you know, there's not much of an improvement except for field, maybe a little bit of field position. And then, you know, here you are going, your defense is coming back on the field. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, one, one of the sore spots really for them was the, the third and short. I know, especially after the second Bills game, that was something I wrote about, something I asked McDaniel about, something a lot of fans were bothering about, the fact that, like, they get into these third and, like, two, third and three, third and one. It's like they they either can't run and convert it or they choose not to and they're not able to – or they choose to pass and, and, and then don't, they don't convert that way. So I think that's something as well that they got to uh, they, they gotta find some answers to. And maybe it does lie with the offensive I mean, they talked about how we, we talked about it a lot. You got to get that continuity with the offensive line. When you have a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, you just don't have that level of confidence that all five are going to work in sync. Um, so, you know, sometimes it is a little easier to just drop back and hope that Tyree Kill and Jalen Lawrence get open because they usually do than hoping that, you know, you have five guys who maybe don't have that level of comfort, um, familiarity, and continuity, you know, executing their blocks, um, you know, at, at a high level to, to kind of convert on the ground. It also, but also becomes a mindset thing. It really does become a mindset thing of whether of of how good you are at you know converting those. I, it's a mindset, but it's you know maybe it's also coaching because um, on the flip side of the ball, there are certain defensive coaches. Belichick is one of them who coach short yardage very well. Yeah, um, and on the other side of the ball. Uh, I remember those, you know, back when those, you know, you have those Brady Manning games in the 2000s, how many times you would, and you, you, this would be played out in the stats you saw every week. uh, How many times there were key plays that were short yardage plays that, you know, the Colts just, they, they weren't a short yardage team. That year, Manning had 49 TD passes in Indianapolis. He had a whole. He had a bunch of one yarders. Why? Well, look at their look at their look at their rate of conversion on third and one. It, it was like fifty percent. So, that, I think that team's mentality they 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 weren't good at it, and they kind of never got good at it for a few years until you know a few years later, and it became a mental thing. And you know, I think the Dolphins need to you know, get in the habit of, you know, converting some of those early on in the season and early on in games and establish, okay, look, you know, you know, when we need it, we're going to get it. 
Yeah. Jim, uh, the late Jim Mandich uh, used to say, one of my coaches would always tell me, there's going to come a time in a game, every game, where you have to gain one yard. And I always think about that with you. You have these big, you know, some big third and one situation. And you can't get it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. It's, it. you know, you need to develop that mentality um, of being able to do it. And I don't think the Dolphins ever developed that mentality that last year. I don't think they gave themselves a chance to develop that mentality. So, and, yeah. you know, it also, it also might be they're, you know, maybe they're not good enough at it. Maybe they don't have, maybe they don't have the person, maybe they don't have good, maybe the offensive line is good enough. But, you know, uh, looking at the way those running backs run, I got to think, you know, you can, I don't think the problem's with the backs if if it's personnel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mostert and Wilson were averaging about close, to like four point five, four point seven, four point. Like they were, they were, they were very, very efficient. Um, for me, it's not, and, and they, and you know, we, we've seen, we've seen spurts of it. We've seen it in, in moments. You know, whether it was the Cleveland game, whether it was that second Bills game, um, where um, Raheem Mostert really, I mean, he broke off the sixty yard, and he was just running hard the entire night. So they, they've had moments there. It's just a matter. of, the consistency and for me and kind of anchoring some stuff that McDaniel said upset about in the past. It's not about necessarily like hitting a certain number. It's not about hitting like 30 rushing attempts per game, 25, 35. It's, it's not about like, oh, we gotta run this amount of times a game to like be successful overall. It's about like the efficiency and like when we need, like you said, when we need to convert, we're able to do it. When we are facing third and two, third and one, you have that faith that you can hand it off. Your offensive line is gonna block well and the running backs are gonna get it. Um, you know, the like the the ethos of this team is like it's, it's it is it is who it is. Like when you get Tyreek, when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, um, you know you're it's kind of like a dereliction of duty to not to not to, to not throw the ball, um, you know, and not try to get the ball in their hands. So I understand that, but again, um, it's not about the volume to me; it's about just the efficiency. Um, and again, uh, they're when you bring up when you bring back all four running backs, I mean, you're you're signaling that they're not the issue. Um, so, you know, you, you didn't make any upgrades to the offensive line. Um, you know, you're, you're really, you're really banking on not only, you know, the guys you have in place being, you know, the guys to get it done, but also as well as, you know, they made a change on, on the offensive line, uh, offensive line coach getting in Butch Berry, um, you know, part of ways with Matt Avalon. So you're really banking on, um, that right there. I mean, I don't want to say I can make or break the offense, um, but it definitely could, you know, decide whether this is an offense that stays where it's at, you know, improves or whether it regresses because um, we know how injuries and kind of some struggles on that, on that unit, uh, you know, kind of derailed the offense at times. So we're both, we're both starting with the offense as the unit that we expect to, to be better. But I mean, I think there's the potential of the defensive side. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, think like I, that, I mean, I, I think mean, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot more room for improvement there. I mean, when you're, well, yeah. But the, but you know we should expect more from the offense because they've done it, and you know it's the same same folks back another year you know another year in the system blah 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 you know this there is no reason that they shouldn't look yeah I think even better because right? the players should be even more comfortable in it. That's a real that's a real hot bar to clear though. That's a real hot bar to clear from what they were last year. 
Well, yeah. So. I feel you. I, feel I mean, you. It, it, or, or, you know, if you're. Yeah, it's a high bar to clear, but if you're the type of team that, you know, is thinking large and is thinking big and is thinking, you know, you're going you're going to contend for, you know, the big trophy, well, so, you know, that that you should have the the mindset of, okay. We can be better. We can improve. We can be a better unit. Because I mean that you know, obviously they can be a better unit. Yeah, I mean you never. Yeah, there 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 were there were better units there, and there have been better units. So you can be a better unit. It and you know you, you know, you can try to be a better unit, and yet and. You know, even if you're maybe if you're not necessarily okay, maybe at the end of the day, at the end of the season, you may look up and okay, you're maybe your all your numbers aren't better, but you produced when you needed to at every moment that you needed to, or near every moment that you needed to. And you were the kind of offense that was complementary to your defense, then you are a better offense. And, um, you know, they average a few fewer points a game, but, you know, they're more consistent, you know, and they close out games and they can run the ball better. And, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's offense. Yeah, it's definitely the mindset to have. Yeah, I mean – I was gonna say the in addition to some of the running woes, the one thing that stood out to me was that um, they were very they, they did seem to be kind of boom and bust, you know, like they they really lived off the big play. Maybe weren't able to grind out the eight, nine, ten uh, play drives that that you need sometimes when you know you face better defenses. Um, so you know, I mean that you're you're right. I mean it's year two, teams have more film, but also it's kind of incumbent on that unit and that that staff to see find ways to evolve uh, the, the group as a whole. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously definitely high expectations for both sides of the ball. Um, there's obviously uh, there's the knowledge and kind of the you know the expectation from what we saw with last year's offense, but obviously um, the talent on defense and kind of the reputation of Big Banjo leaves you with uh you know you know you know thinking that there could be some big things on that side of the ball as well. Um, so we'll see. Um, again, uh, still a lot of time before training camp for the season starts. Uh, but it's all it's, it's all fun to kind of throw around throw around kind of give our thoughts and our projections uh, to the games really matter. So that's what we'll keep on doing until we get to training camp and get to the season. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of the Death podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, as always, subscribe to the Miami Hero YouTube page. Like, share, comment, give your thoughts below. Uh, subscribe to the Miami Hero as well. Um, we'll, be back, we'll be back next week. Um, I think next week we have the start of owners meetings. So uh, Mike McDaniel, some other coaches around the league, maybe some owners are going to be talking uh, from Phoenix. Uh, we're going to recap that, as well as any other free agency moves, news that may pop up in between then. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. But until then, you guys take care. See you. Bye.